Losers put a minimal amount of effort in and expect to win. Winners put a maximum effort towards the goal and still worry about coming up short and being behind. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Well, good morning, everybody. It's so good to be with you all again. Gosh, I was thinking about the last time I led Agent Power Huddle, and it's been, I think, probably a year or more, and I've missed you all. Appreciate Autumn continuing to be in touch with me and inviting me back. It's great to be here and see everybody. Uh, Fair warning to everybody on the camera. So I like to be interactive. So if I call on you and ask you questions as we go through, just be prepared for that. Um, As we were talking about, well, first of all, my name is Matthew Hanks. I lead a team, Hanks Realty Group, out in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. I've been with EXP about four years and um, love being a part of the Agent Collective and uh, EXP. But uh, so our topic for today is we were trying to decide what to cover is operating your real estate business with military precision. So what is that about? Well, so I had the great uh, honor of being a part of our U.S. military for about eight years. Um, During the last downturn back in 08, I was selling houses since 03. I'd been in the business five years. Didn't know what it was like whenever the faucet turned off and the everything changed for us. Those of you who were in the business back then, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I joined the military. I joined the National Guard, the U.S. Army here in the North Carolina. And I did that for eight years. Uh, for a portion of that time, I was selling houses and in the military, but it was a great experience for me. And constantly I see parallels with what it takes to be successful in the real estate world and lessons that were learned during my time in the military. So I thought, well, we got Veterans Day coming up soon, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, Military lessons, why don't we apply those to real estate? And I thought that might be an interesting topic for today's huddle. So we're just going to jump right into things. Uh, Let me say welcome to Susan on the call too. Susan's my wife. She's my business partner. She's on our team at Hanks Realty Group. And so she's on the call. So I just wanted to acknowledge her. All right, jumping into things. So the very I got a couple of principles I'll share about military service, how it relates to real estate, and how you can be successful in real estate using some of these principles. The first one that I wanted to mention is an after action review. And what is that? Of course, we always have acronyms in the military. We would call it an AAR. So an after action review is first used in the Army for combat missions, but is a structured approach to reflecting on the work of a group and identifying streaks, weaknesses, and areas of improvement. So essentially what would happen is we'd have a mission or we'd have a training exercise or something that we would do together as a group. And immediately afterwards, we'd bring all the key people that were a part of that mission together. And we would say what was supposed to happen, what actually did happen. And we would list out three sustains, things that we would that we feel like went well that we want to continue doing. And we would list out three improves. And so it is a model for continual improvement. While it's still fresh on everybody's mind, we just went through the mission. While it's still fresh, we say what went well that we want to continue doing, make sure we do it in the future, and what items do we need to improve on that we need to make changes for for next time. And if you do that often, you're just going to continue to get better, right? So you think about real estate, like, well, when would you do something like that? Well, there's all sorts of opportunities in real estate 
whether it's a listing appointment or a, a really great one is a closing. You have a transaction, you have a closing, great. You get a commission. Do you just move, jump right into the next one? Well, wait a minute, take just a moment and pause and say, what just went really well with that closing? You're going to have positives no matter how troubled the transaction was, no matter how good, no matter how bad. There's things that we say that this really went well. First of all, we had a closing. That's always positive. What went well that we would say for future closings, future transactions, let's continue to do this. And then what every single transaction, y'all, every closing, something could be better. Right. So we say, well, what three things would we say we'd want to improve upon? And if you have a team that you work with, which uh, really we all do, even if you're independent, have the conversation with your closing attorney, have it with your lender that was a part of it, have it with the home inspector, just did a home. Hey, what could we do to make this easier? Is it scheduling? Is it communication? Is it what is it? When you put your heads together and say, what went well, what can we approve on? In the military, we call it the AR. You could call it whatever you want, but it will help you to have a smoother journey, to be more successful, to have more efficient effort. Is anybody willing to come off a of mute and say, this is a time that I did that, or I, can, I think this might have helped me not repeat the same mistakes over and over or work together with my team a little bit better? Anybody want to lean in and say, yeah, let me mention something that happened or a time that I could have used that, or uh, I've tried that in the past and it's helped. Anybody? I think Autumn's uh, watching the uh, screen there for everybody, but want to give people opportunity to weigh in if that's something that you say, yeah, that really connects with me. I think that would really help. There's nothing worse than doing this business and doing 20 transactions a year or 40 or 60 or whatever and repeating the same mistakes in year three that you had in year one or year 10 that you did in year five. It is the worst. Like, gosh, can't we get over some of these things that just give us challenges over and over and over? The package was delayed. Man, really? That was the same battles we fought last year or three years ago. Gosh, it's so frustrating. So hey, I'll, AAR, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in for you, Matt, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, go, Chris. So I'm um, Chris here in San Diego. And uh, so something that was really uh, an aha moment for me that took me way too long to realize is I've, I've been affiliated with a couple of teams uh, here in San Diego. that, And they did quite well, especially through the, the pandemic boom, we like to call it, I guess, uh, where things were easier. So they were just feeding us leads. And, but I, it, it diminishes your sales skills. I've been in sales my whole life and I knew better, but to, to get comfortable. And so earlier this year, I made the decision to uh, not have an affiliation that way because I thought, well, especially as the market's getting tougher, they've got less to give away. And somehow I want to make sure I'm here on the other side of this uh, shift in the market. So for me, it's, it's been really back to basics, and which is even why I'm trying to make sure I... I'm recommended to being on these calls because if you go, just go back to the basics, because when something's easy and they're handing is like when during the pandemic, you couldn't write deals fast enough and you could hold a pen straight, you know, or, or use a computer. And now we really do have to, you know, dig in and get deep. And I started with uh, getting back to doing uh, open houses, which is where I started at in the business. And uh, my buddy, David Poles on here from Arizona, I think he's on the call here today. And he's the one that really inspired me to do that because He's he's actually done, I think he hosted the Power Huddle a few weeks back on open houses, but really just having the discipline to know that you need to uh, be resourceful on your own in order to have 
ongoing success in spite of the market conditions. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it's really, and it took me a few months to really get things pointed in the right direction. But now having done that and instilling some uh, daily habits again, that's really been helpful. So I, you know, it turns into what you said, not, not so much on an individual tra- transaction, but on the overall scope of how it's conducting my business. Yeah, so it's You're too like kind, kind of- man. And can you believe it only cost me $20 to make him say that on this call? <laughs> Yeah, Venmo. I wondered why he put his Venmo in the chat. I guess that was for you, David. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll catch you later on that, David. <laughs> yeah. Always be hustling. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like kind of an AR, like, because you can do the same thing for the year. Like, hey, my, I just completed my first year in the business. What just went well? What do I need to change? And so excellent feedback there. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll skip ahead briefly because every time I do one of these, we run out of time. So I'm going to try to be brief. Um, I actually had down individual effort versus group training effort as one of the principles, because when you're in a group, let's say you're in a big platoon or a company, they're going to have, let's just say physical training as an example. And you do physical training every morning, but you're not going to excel at physical training based just off of what happens in that group setting. You have to be leaning in and doing things on your own if you want to excel. You, you can't just stay in that pack and do just the the minimum that the group does, because that's just going to be a bare minimum of different training and exercises that you do. If you want to excel, you've got to break out and say, I'm going to have to lead myself in this area. I'm going to have to step out in this area and do something different um, in addition to the group training. So that was a skip forward on my list, but excellent point that you made there. The next one I'm going to say is teamwork. Teamwork because we have to do what we do. We have to let others around us do the rest. And when you enter the military, I remember the very first day I talked to a recruiter, I took the test and he said, here's the different jobs. And you have an MOS, a military occupational specialty. And that is your job. They're going to teach you a lot of different things, but you have a job. They're going to train you in that job. The other members of the company and the group are going to lean on you for you to do your job. And in real estate, Very difficult thing. Nobody really gives you a heads up about it, but you just inherited about a thousand jobs when you became a real estate agent. You got to do, I mean, it's a long, long list. And you're like, wait a minute, I I was going to open doors. Like, no, no, there's, you got to be a marketer. You've got to be a therapist. You've got to be a subject matter expert on the area. You got to know construction. You've got to know the contracts. Like, man, I, I can do any of these, but I can't do all of them. And so the encouragement to you is be good at what you do, but you've got to find others. You've got to surround yourself with others. Photography, you know, have your preferred vendors you work with. If you're a solo agent, have your list of people. And this is what I consider my team. I can't do what I do without preferred attorney, preferred lenders. If you're on a team, it makes it easier because you've got a transaction coordinator. You've got a buyer agent. You've got these different things. You know, on our team, Hanks Realty Group, I don't put out signs anymore. I did that for years. I, I don't prep homes for the market anymore. We have Susan on our team that does that, you know, all these different, and then, and then I can do what I do. And it frees me up to even do things like this to help others. And so that is a military concept of be a specialist, be a um, the best at what you do, and then let everybody else have their job. So teamwork, working together. The third concept, or really the fourth, because I skipped ahead a second, but is having a written SOP, a game plan, there is never a mission that the military does and you don't have a game plan as that this is what's about to happen. This is the timeline. This is the people involved. This is where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And it's all written down. And if you're trying to wing it, it's going to be a tough market for you to wing it in this business. You need to have a written game plan. It can be simple. I'm not saying it has to be complex, 
A lot of times the best game plans are very straightforward, very simple. It can be a number of calls every day or whatever, but you can break it down. And then as you develop that, it's a lot easier to incorporate those other people that are trying to help you when you have it written down. And this is what we're trying to accomplish. The next one I had was that overall grading versus specific grading. Now, this one's I got to explain it to you what this is. But during my military service, one of the the opportunities I had was that I got a chance to go to officer training school or officer candidacy school, OCS. And then I got a chance to go to flight school and learn to fly helicopters, Black Hawk helicopters. And I did that for four years. And in our test that we would take, you could score a 90 on the test and still fail the test because you weren't graded on an overall. You they There were certain parts of the test that were so important, certain questions, certain sections, that if you failed that section, you might've gotten everything else right, but you still failed the test and they wouldn't allow you to pass. How is that applicable to real estate? If you're in the real estate business, you are being tested every day in a lot of different areas. The clients are testing you, other agents, you know, you're know, you being tested in these areas and some of them you're passing, you would not be in the business if you didn't overall. But if you really wanna take your business to the next level, you've gotta get specific about, am, am I really scoring where I need to in these various areas? Is it your CRM up to speed and your follow-up dialed in? Is it your social media is dialed in? What about your response time? You know, what, all these different areas that you can grade yourself and your team and what we do every day. Are you giving yourself a pass in some areas because you're doing well in other areas? And if so, during this time where we gotta be as dialed in as ever to excel in what's gonna be a more challenging market, are there areas that, you know what, I'm I'm making it in the business, but I'm slacking in this area. If I had to grade myself, I'm I'm probably a C plus or a, and in this area. Okay, well, be a strong enough person to say, I'm going to improve in that area. I'm not going to let myself just pass because uh, there are areas that I need to improve on. Another one, and I, I believe Chris just alluded to this as well, but overwhelming effort. So there is a concept that we would talk about in the military is if there is a battle to fight, we would never send what would be considered just a, a minimal effort towards that battle or just a, a sufficient number of troops to accomplish that mission. If we say, hey, this is the mission we're trying to accomplish and we've got enemy forces and we're, we need 50 people to win this fight, we would send 150 people to that fight. And so what concept can we take in real estate? It's like, okay, well, if, if I've got it broken down that I need a transaction a month to survive or two transactions a month to survive, you need to be setting all your action items and all of your uh, metrics to determine if you're going to be successful in those two transactions a month. You need to be setting those at double that. So if you know you need a transaction a month to survive, you need to be your action items and your level of effort needs to be on two and three and four transactions. Not on the what you think you is a minimal effort. I saw a quote not long ago, and it said, losers put a minimal amount of effort in and expect to win. Winners put a maximum effort towards the goal and still worry about coming up short and being behind. It's the losers who put just the minimum. I, I thought I was going to be enough. I thought that would be enough and, and hope they win or expect to win. That's not how you win. If it's going to take two hours a day or four hours a day, give it six. Or if it takes, if you think it's going to take 10 calls a day, 
which it never does. You got to go way more than that. Give it a, an overwhelming effort. And that's exactly how the, you know, we've, we've never lost a war. You know, we've lost battles, never won. It's because we approach it with an overwhelming effort. And if you're going to win in this business, that's how you should approach it with an overwhelming effort. Does that relate? Does that, um, does anybody kind of connect with that thought? Yes. I'll, yeah. I'll pause there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you if you've got your task list for the day, I'm like, you know, I need to talk to these three people. Why are we not talking to 30 people? Hey, I need a list of house this week. Why not 10 houses this week? Don't what? even play around with minimal effort. We're, we're not. There's nobody on this call. You wouldn't even be on the call if your mindset was I'm just going to approach it from a minimal effort. We're not just going to win. We're going to over overwhelming effort towards the goal, towards the win. You had something else you want to add? Yes. No, what is your thought on hiring somebody for calling VA? I'm not good in calling the people. Not calling people? Yeah. I want okay. to hire somebody for calling. What do you think? You want to say that one more time? I want to hire somebody to call call every day, call the clients, you know, find the leads. Oh, you want to hire somebody to do it? Yeah. What is your thought? Well, this is my thought on it. Okay. I'll share with you. You can certainly hire somebody. They mm-hmm. will not do it as well as you. There's okay. nobody that's going to do it as well as you. Okay. okay. This is what, this is my advice to you. Mm-hmm. I would always have call reluctance. And the reason I did is because there is a hierarchy of communication that we have in the world that we operated in. Okay. Zoom might, let's say the top, because here we are face to face. Yeah. Underneath the Zoom face to face call, uh, there is a phone call. Underneath that is a text. Underneath that is an email. So there's a hierarchy to communication. And I feel like if I'm calling somebody, it's like it's on the urgent scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's calling me, this better be really important. Correct. You see what I'm saying? So I was reluctant to do that because I'm intruding into their world. I feel like you know, yeah. I've got something urgent I need to cover. And when I go, hey, just, just want to check in. You're like, really? You called me just to say checking in? So during COVID, I know we had a one of the power huddles during COVID, we would say, guys, this is like, this is beyond real estate. This is person to person. Like literally we were calling to check in because we, how are you? Like, it's not just a something we say, mm-hmm. how is your world? What's going on? How is this affecting you? Like we were going through this. So there was a reason to call. So my tip would be come up with something. And right now, Thanksgiving is a really good time. Yeah. Real, yeah. real estate agents can uh, really excel at the Thanksgiving time period because there's so many things you can do. You can have an event. You can partner with a vendor. You can do different things. You can have baskets that you give away, all these different things. Have a reason to call. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I just did a, we just did a, a birthday event. I just turned 46, had a birthday. Well, there was a golf place that just opened up indoor golf, and I rented out the whole place for the night for my birthday party. Well, what happened was this is, I, I did the party. We had a lot of fun, but it was an excuse the, the event was an excuse to talk to people that I haven't talked to in a while. <clears throat> so you use it as an excuse. So if you have a reason to call, especially if it's an event, people love to be invited. They love to be included. So instead of you calling and you're intruding into their world, you're calling with something for them. You're you're leading with a giving hand, right? Everybody wants to be offered something. Everybody wants to be included. Oh, wow, you... You thought of me to invite? Yeah. Wow. You know, hey, we're busy that night, but thank you so much for inviting us. That means the world that you would call. So if you're getting those responses from people over and over and over, you're going to have the energy 
that you need and that you want that you have to have in order to continue making the calls. Because if you get that type of energy and response from people three times, you're going to want to do that three more times and three more times at the end of the day. Like, wow, I just talked to 30 people today. You talk to 30 people a day. That's 150 a week. That's 600 is my math. 600 a month. I promise you, if you had no other game plan except that to talk to 600 people voice to voice every month, you will be successful in this business. If you did nothing else beside that. So my, my advice would be don't hire it out. Okay. Hire, hire it out when you absolutely have to, like you're so covered up with listing appointments and showing property and action um, income producing activities that you just, there's literally not enough hours in a day to make the calls, but you're probably a long, long way from that. My advice would be have a reason to call. Okay. Not just call to say hello. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? Overwhelming effort. Overwhelming effort. For the new people, what do you see? For the clients, I'm happy to call them. For the new leads, you know, it's I'm not comfortable in calling them. Okay, Next. think about it. here. One more tip that I'll give you. Stop thinking about it from your standpoint. Your standpoint is you're trying to sell them a house. You're trying to sell a house. If you get them on the phone, are you ready to buy a house yet? Are you ready to buy a house? It's, it's like the same thing every day, right? Yeah. Think about it from the, if if you were them and an agent is calling you, what would you appreciate from that agent? What battles are they fighting? What challenges? What's on their mind that's bothering them? Gosh, I don't know who to call for a loan. I'm, I'm worried about the loan. I'm worried about rates. Hey, the reason for my call, I just want to give you a quick update about rates. They just changed today. I, I, I know we have talked about you're looking for a home. I knew this would be maybe something you might be worried about or you're thinking about. I just wanted to give you an update today. That's the only reason for my call today. And so when you do that, you're providing value to them. It makes it so much easier because the, we're in the service business. You're servicing them by putting approaching it from how how do they view the situation? What would they, if you were them, what would you appreciate from a phone call today? Got it. Got it. Thank you. Next is planning. As you guys can imagine, planning is huge when it comes to running a real estate business and in the military, we would have an acronym like everything else. We got an acronym. And it was called PACE, P-A-C-E. So, and that got into backup planning. So you have your primary plan and then you have an alternate plan. So your backup plan and either one of those, we tried to have where either one of those plans would work. Of course, you just have to happen to have a primary and then you have an alternate. You could at any time you could switch over to your alternate plan. And then the CE is contingency plan and emergency plan. So we would always start out, you had a primary plan, then you had your alternate plan, then your contingent plan and your emergency plan. So with that, you've got four possible ways forward for everything that you're trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to list property, maybe you say, well, I need to take a listing this week. I'm going to try to get it from people that I know. But if not, I'm going to get it from somebody I don't know or I'm going to call a for sale by owner or you know, whatever. But you've got uh, like four different ways you've already thought about, planned out, contingency planning. You've got four ways to accomplish the mission. So if you have trouble in one area, you can just switch to another and the mission goes on. Next is mentorship, something I advise to everyone who gets in this business, it's really hard to blaze the trail on your own. Chris gave a nod to David who had encouraged him down the path. And I don't know how long each has been in the business or what level of production you are. 
But no matter where you are in the business, there's always somebody in front of you. No matter what level you're achieving, there's always somebody achieving at a higher level than you. So what happens is in the military, they would tell us like you might be on you've only been in basic training on day two. But guess what? Even on day two and you got your whole career in front of you, you're a step ahead. You're a day ahead of the guy that just started basic training on day one. So it's his day one, but it's your day two. So think how much further ahead you are. So you need to be giving some thoughts and advice to that person on day one. And real estate's the same way. Have somebody in front of you that's achieving at a higher level, just a little bit higher that's willing to help you. And then you do the same thing for the next person. Because as Chris was reminded about back to basics, sometimes it's that mentor. It's like, hey, man, you're getting kind of too far off on the path. You're you're chasing shiny objects. You're getting away from your core things that that helped you to succeed to this level, get back to basics. And so he acknowledged the the mentor that's in front of him or, or, or his buddy, David, that says, hey, man, get back to basics. Do what you know you need to do. Focus on the things that made you successful in the first place. That's what's going to help you right now. And mentorship in the military, we would do the same thing. We're always watching each other's back. You're always helping somebody. And that is the same concept that can be that will benefit you very well in the real estate world. Um, I'm seeing uh, in the chat, let's mention there and see where we are. Chris says, I heard a mentor say recently to us on a call, uh, every call is an opportunity to educate. And then Sarah said, and educating is marketing. So if you thought of your social media channel, your channels or your call time where you're talking to people is, hey, our market's changing. We're not right now where we've been the past two years. Rates are not at two and a half and three percent anymore. We're now at seven and a half and eight percent. Just wanted to share with you what we're seeing right now, like today, this weekend, with what's happening in the market. People have their impressions of where we are on the market and what they hear on the news and all, but what what's actually happening in their neighborhood and in our market? And that education it turns into marketing. Also helps you to be that subject matter expert and to be the industry expert that they're leaning on, that they're wanting to work with when it's time for them to transact. Susan says, we also offered up our service office managers, notary services, our box truck. Yep. So all the different things that we could do, like, obviously, if we help them with a real estate purchase, we're providing value in that way. But when we go through the times and you're looking for reasons to call, what other things that you might have that could be of service or could be of value to those people? And so we're just providing value. People only buy and sell every six or seven years. But what can we do in the in the interim to continue to remain in touch, continue to provide value? And so as a team, we would just decide on those things. Last thing I was going to mention, and, and I could, you know, even mentioning something like having a buddy in the business in the military is the same way. The uh, We call it the battle buddy. And I on my birthday, I mentioned last week I had my birthday. And I had people I was in basic training with saying, happy birthday, bat, happy birthday, battle. Like, what is that? Like, it was so ingrained in us to have somebody beside you as your battle buddy during those months and weeks that we would still refer to each other in that way. And it's been 10 years or more, longer than 10 years since we were together. So that's how significant it is. Last thing I I had on my list to mention was ceremony and awards. Nobody does ceremony quite like the military. They are <laughs> the best. At, when it's time to graduate or it's time to have ceremony, man, the military does it in big way. Flyovers and flags and stages and, you know, the, the uniforms and dress up sharp. And 
and awards. There's Medal of Honor. There's Army Achievement Medals. There's all these different awards that we would give each other. And so as a reminder to everybody on the call, we are all fighting battles in this business. And there's times where you win and reward yourself when you have those opportunities to say, hey, you know what? That was a that was a tough transaction. I, I'm I'm gonna give myself a day just to decompress and go spend time on the golf course or go to the spa or take the trip or spend time with the family or whatever you do to reset and recharge and reward yourself. That is something that is, you know, you've got a period of time that you worked hard, you went through a period of training, you did a school, and then you graduate and you had ceremony and you won the award. And that's something don't forget about those times where we need to reward ourselves. We need to recognize efforts and um, have ceremony and remember the great achievements that we have in this business. So that'll keep you going and give you the energy to go fight the battle another day. All right. Any of those? Anybody want to say one over another, maybe connected with you more than another? I know we mentioned several things and we're at the bottom of the hour. It's almost 1130 on the East Coast. I hope you all have found value in a couple of those points relating to the military and how it relates over to the real estate business. I hope that was helpful. Very nice. Uh, awesome. Well, I hope some of that was you have some takeaways making you successful today. I was concentrating so much on social media from six months, but I didn't get any leads or anything. So I wanted to go back to my basics. I, I think that plays a major role. Well, it's a great time of year for it because we're about to go into the Thanksgiving season. And if if nothing else, call them and just tell them how thankful you are. Thank you for the support of my business. Thank you for interacting on my social media. Thank you for keeping me in mind for your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers when it comes to real estate. You know, your your word of encouragement to me meant the world. Thank you so much. And so you that's your reason for reaching out and thanking them. Thank you. Put a system in place to do that every four to six months or so, stay in contact with those people. They're going to have real estate needs. And they know hundreds of other people. We all do. We're all connected to hundreds of other people. They, You're one group text away from an opportunity they can put you in touch with. You got to remember that at all times. Just stay in contact. Social media is important, but like, like you say, lean on it too heavy. Get yeah. right back to basics. You want to engage them, talk to them, be in touch with them. All right. We're at the bottom of the hour. It's about that time for Autumn to start up the outro music. And go get our day started. I hope you all are very successful today. Uh, all my social media connections are at MatthewHanks.com. You can connect me there on Facebook and LinkedIn, all that, that fun stuff. I'd love to hear from you. You guys yeah. go make it a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.